0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Biz Talks with Kevin Feely. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, sit down, and be ready to take notes. This is Biz Talks. Here's your host, Kevin Feely.
1: Picking the brain of a millionaire attorney slash entrepreneur, what has been the mindset that sets you up for success? I mean, I think that if you're starting something new, you have to be careful because everyone has a bread and butter, right? And if you get away from your bread and butter too early, it'll f*** you. So, like, for me, like... I didn't start anything new until this place was established, running smooth systems and processes, the people that needed to be in place. And then once that was there, then I had the bandwidth to actually start new stuff. Whereas I think a lot of people start to dilute themselves too early and start to go like, oh, like they can't focus on one thing. So, like, I want to do this, I want to do that, and then they never build something special. You never build something great, and I think that's something that a lot of people run into, and you can call yourself a serial entrepreneur because you have four businesses, but if you have four businesses that aren't successful, are you really a serial entrepreneur? You know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of someone that gets easily distracted, and you have business ADD, you know what I mean? So. I think that that's a big part of it for most people and I think young people especially that's a hard part. So I think that, you know, I I mm-hmm. had a solid 4 years into this place and sorry, and probably 8 years of practice under my belt before I was willing to go, "Hey, let's start venturing out and doing other things." And even in in that, like now I'm like at a point where I have like multiple other things going on, you know, and whether it's just investments and real estate and other businesses where it's like, shit, like now I'm starting to go, do I, do I keep picking other things up or do I refocus on the firm? Like where's my biggest ROI from? And the truth is, is like my, I've realized my biggest ROI will always come here. So now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now I'm investing more back into this, hiring more attorneys, thinking about opening other offices, buying other buildings, like, but investing back into Botta Fulkerson instead of, oh, I'm gonna start another business. I think I started other businesses because it was like a challenge. It wasn't like a money move, right? It wasn't like I needed more money or I wanted to like, oh, I, this will help me make, what I want to make, like, I'll make the most money in this law firm. And so now that I've kind of scratched that itch, it's like, I'm, I'm refocusing on how do I build this bigger and make this even better than it already is. So I, th- I think you just have to be careful of like venturing out too early, find the one thing that you want to do and do it really, really well. When can you start new business ventures?
0: Like with me, like my bread and butter is cheap ass leads, And yeah. that's like, what's paying for Carlos and for all that stuff. Yeah. And obviously I do like some investing in businesses and consulting on the side, but at what point, because I know you're in everything, like you yeah. have, I mean, you, you do, you get more shit done than most people I know, but at one point, do you focus on the bread and butter, but also have other things in case the bread and butter goes away? Cause then you have, then you're really screwed, right? Yeah. But like, depending
1: upon what your bread and butter is, right? Like there's, there's risky ventures that are like, you know, like for you. I don't think your bread and butter is going away. Like, do you see the market changing anytime soon? Do you see real estate going away? Do you see like, I think for you, like doubling down on that, and if that's where you're making the most money, that's what I would do. I'd keep doubling down, double down again, double down again, because you're going to get to a place where you end up selling that thing for twenty-five million bucks, forty million dollars. But if you keep trying to go, oh, well, what's this new thing? What's this new thing? You're going to stay at like a five million dollar evaluation. Yeah. Right. So for me this isn't going anywhere right now, right? Like, I don't, there's no way that I see, you know, this business where it's just gonna like crumble one yeah. day. So right. I don't worry too much about like, well, I need to overly diversify because if something happens here, that's not a concern. I could see that in some business models where mm-hmm. it's like technology's changing, AI's pushing you out on a short term, like, and you can see that, right? And then you gotta make some pivots and some moves that's not your business. That's not my business. That's not even your business. Like it, we have very solid things in place that if you focus on that, I think that will help you grow. Mm -hmm. Like you look at someone like Jeff, right? Like Fenster, he's focused solely on Everbowl and he's grown it into this megalithic, amazing business. It's worth, 150, 200 million dollars because he's just focused on that one thing. Right. Right. If he was doing, which he could do, he has the ability to do it. But if he was doing six other things, he's not going to grow
0: that into what it is today. See, but like you invest with other people. So when I look at guys like Jeff, yeah. Jeff does have a lot of things going, but he leverages other people. So, but they're passive investments. That's what I mean. So like, but he brings something to the table, right? Yeah,
1: like, but it's like, it's the same thing that I bring to the table, it's a network. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't... There's some businesses where I have to put a lot of time into them. Those probably don't have the the, the smartest ROI for me. Yeah. My time should not be spent doing that. Like, right. So, I would much rather look at smart investment plays, smart real estate plays, smart... You know, like, we just opened that restaurant in Mission Valley. Yeah. That's a pure money investment play. Which what, one in Mission the Valley? The Remy. Okay. It's a steakhouse. Got it. Yeah, a, yeah. No,
0: I saw, I saw you yeah. posted. I just... I didn't know it was Mission Valley. It's
1: all like Montana, fresh meat, like bomb shit. Like, but and it's you're not really solid. Time in the business. The only thing that I have to put to that is my network, and they know that I have good pull of people. Yeah. So I'm going to be able to send people, and then my money. Mm. That's it.
0: The power of serving others. Jeff's book. I'm only like halfway through it, but yeah. Jeff's book is like how you live your life too. Yeah. Making deposit. You're always making deposits around the community, and it's not to get anything. That's, That's the thing. Trying
1: to help other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. That's, That's why Jeff and I get along so well because he yeah. does the same thing. Like I can call Jeff, and he's not going to get anything out of me. He doesn't need anything from me. Yeah. But he'll help me. Yeah. But it's the same reason why when he calls me and goes, "Hey, will you order my copy of my book?" I go to every person in my office and give them a twenty dollar bill and tell him "Please order two copies of Jeff's book." Yeah. And he's like, "You didn't need to do that." I'm like, "I know, but you do it for me." Yeah. It's just life. Yeah. Like it's just it, what goes around comes back around. You know, like it's, it's energy, it's karma. How do you build a network as an introverted person? It's tough because like a lot of it is just saying yes to things, right? Like just like, I mean, I, when I was starting, I would go to all these like networking after work type of things and just meeting people and doing that. And then dinners and business groups, right? Like if I was you, I'd be popping into every LaTip and BNI group in San Diego. Like that's what I would spend my mornings on. I'd get a list of every BNI group and I'd get a list of every LaTip group and I'd be popping into every single one of them and just dancing around because you can visit the group at one or two times for each of them. And I'd just be going and doing introductions with as many people as possible. And yeah, you might strike out three days of the week, but then on Thursday, you find a guy that's like, I've been looking for someone like you to do exactly what you're doing, right? And it also just gets you out into the world and ha- helps you meet people. And then you see them again, you know, three months later when you're eating dinner and you're like, oh, what's up? I met you at LaTip. Mission Valley, blah, 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 And it always comes back around. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's why I love Jeff. What was it like before getting rich? Well, Life life changes quick. I remember when I was uh, in law school, I was so broke and I had an $11,000 credit card bill with Bank of America. And I remember when I graduated, like calculating like how many years it was going to take me to pay off that $11,000. I'm like, I'll pay this off in like six years if I'm making $200 a month payments. And like, you know, and now it's like, I can run up on 11 grand bill in you know a month pretty quick you know like not, without even thinking about it yeah. like life perspective is a, is a funny thing how it yeah. changes but I still remember that all the time I'm like think bigger think bigger and realize that you know money isn't everything and that you know like don't forget where you come from because I remember it was just you know 12 years ago where I had that $11,000 bill that I thought I'd never pay off
0: yeah Dude, one thing I like is how often you go back to Idaho. Like, it's funny because we have kind of similar, because my parents live in Oregon, which is very similar to, I mean, it's a bordering state. But I go up there all the time. And the fact that I'm free enough to be able to go up there whenever I want and hang out with them, like, they live in the middle of nowhere. So I got them Starlink Internet because their Internet was terrible. Dude, sick. And just went up there to help them install it. And, like, that's, like, the shit that matters in life.
1: 100%. At the end of the day, yeah, and it also brings you back to how you were raised, what's important, what you need to be focusing on, it recharges me, like, I come back and I, like, have a new vigor to, like, work harder and...